0: What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I cannot wait to chat with you today. We are pulling back the curtains today. I'm giving you some personal stories, some personal examples because I think it's really important for me to be super transparent with you about what is going on in my life in hopes that it helps you in your life and in your situation. But before we get into that, I want to first thank you because I got so many reviews on this podcast recently. We did a giveaway for the podcast for reaching over 135,000 downloads. And as part of the giveaway, two women won. They won two of my favorite products from Gut Personal, the Miracle Worker powder, um, the magnesium powder, and the vitamin D supplement. And in order to enter, you had to write a review on the show. And I got so many reviews. And maybe you are one of the people who left them. And if so, I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much. It is so incredible actually reading what you think about the show and how it's helping you and how you've made changes and how you feel connected and you feel like someone finally understands what you're going through. And it is so incredible to see that because I'm here by myself recording this right now. I don't know how you feel about the show or how you feel about the episodes until you actually tell me. So it was so cool to see that. Thank you so much. And also the other reason why I love getting reviews or hearing from you, or mostly the reviews for this piece, is because it helps the show grow. It helps other people find the show, and it helps spread this message, which is so important to me. And we actually have so many new listeners of the podcast right now. If you are new to the show, welcome. I'm so happy you're here. This is such an incredible community of everyone just coming together and really putting their health first and learning as much as we can about our bodies, about our hormones, and all the things that we and learn in school, so I'm so grateful for all of you. I just had to say that before we dive into today's episode. So, what we are talking about today is an anovulatory cycle, a, which means a cycle where you did not ovulate. So, we're going to talk about really what an anovulatory cycle is, what does it mean. We're going to get into the causes of it and how you can identify if you are having an anovulatory cycle because bleeding. Like a period is not a sign of ovulation. So that is why we are going to be talking about that today. But a little backstory for you. The reason why we're talking about this is because this last month I did not ovulate. And this was a huge wake up call for me because this is letting me know that I'm overworking and that things are not working well inside my body because our hormones, our period, our menstrual cycle, our ovulation is our fifth vital sign. It is a direct result of what's happening to us internally. So if something is off, like not ovulating, like skipping a period, whatever it is going on, it is letting us know that we are not providing our body with what it needs to function optimally. And I have not had this experience in so long. I have had months in, within the last year where my ovulation was delayed but I have not had a month where I completely skipped ovulation and had a breakthrough bleed I I don't even know if that's ever happened since I've recently, since I've gotten my period back in 2018. So this was a big wake up call for me. And in the past, I would 100% not have come on here and talked to you about this because I would have thought, oh my gosh, they're going to think that I'm not an expert or I'm not able to help them or that I don't know what I'm doing if I tell them this is happening in my body. But I I've been doing this long enough to know, and I and I know that that is not with the, the case. The, the reason why I'm telling you this is to let you know that healing is not linear. Right, which I talk a lot about on this podcast, healing goes up and down and all around to let you know that if things like this happen to you, there's nothing wrong with you. It simply just means that you're not giving your body what it needs in that moment. And also to talk to you about the effects that stress actually has on our body and the direct result of it. Because I work with so many women and whenever I talk to them about the effects of stress, most of them don't like that answer. If they're coming to me with issues, the majority of them won't love that I say that, a lot of the hormone uh, imbalances that you are having right now are coming from stress because it's easier to change what you're eating than to change how you're living your life. In my opinion and in my in my expertise and in in my experience with working with people, they feel the same way as well. And it's also easier to blame a food for your problems than it is to blame yourself. And that is a hard pill to swallow. And this is obviously not coming from a place of trying to guilt or shame yourself or guilt or shame myself for not ovulating. This is simply a lesson to be learned. And I really want to talk to you about why this happened to me specifically, because maybe you could connect with it. And then also we're going to talk about how, maybe you are having an anovulatory cycle and why that might be happening with you. So, let's just start with my personal situation. So, my cycle is about a 35-day cycle from and if you don't know what a cycle means from day 1 that you get your period until the day before you get your period again, that is your full cycle length. And a normal cycle is anywhere between 21 and 35 days. So, mine is about that 35-day length and it has been like that ever since I got my period back in 2018. It was never shorter than that, never it was always that 35-day length, which means that I normally ovulate on day 21. And again, if you are new to this podcast and you don't know how to track ovulation, um, go back to episode 123 of this podcast to teach you how to actually use your body to track ovulation without relying on apps or ovulation strips because they're not accurate. So go ahead. I will put that um, episode in the show notes. You can go back and listen to it after this episode. So I ovulate normally on day 21. So this past cycle, I track my ovulation with my basal body temperature, which you will learn in that episode. And day 21 comes and there's no spike. Day 22 comes, there's no spike. Day 23 comes, there's no spike. I was like, hmm, okay, this is interesting. And then I started bleeding. I started spotting and I started bleeding and I knew immediately okay, I did not ovulate this month and it's not even that my ovulation was delayed because it has been in the past, it has been delayed if I was traveling or something where I will ovulate like later in the 20s and then my period just comes later, but I actually do eventually ovulate. This month, because I saw that breakthrough bleed come through, I knew that ovulation was not happening this month. And so let me talk about that for a second. When you don't ovulate, you don't produce the hormone progesterone. And progesterone is so freaking important, which is why I talk about it on this podcast all the time because it is a hormone that helps support your metabolism, your bones, your hair, your skin, your nails, your stress response. It helps prevent osteoporosis later in life, endometrial cancer, heart disease. It is It counterbalances estrogen. And it also holds onto and nourishes a pregnancy. So when you don't ovulate, you don't produce the hormone progesterone. And estrogen is what is building up before ovulation occurs. And during ovulation, estrogen is building, it's reaching its highest level, and that's what's building up our uterine lining, and that's what eventually sheds once you actually get your period. And when you ovulate and produce the hormone progesterone, progesterone holds on to that uterine lining. It, it keeps it intact because it's waiting to see if the egg was actually fertilized to then hold on to that uterine lining and have a safe and healthy pregnancy. When after the 10 to 14 days of your luteal phase comes and goes, and your body realizes, is, oh, okay, we didn't actually get pregnant, then progesterone levels drop, and that's when you bleed and you stimulate a period. So when you don't ovulate, and like I did, That breakthrough bleed happens because progesterone was not created. Therefore, progesterone was not present to hold onto that uterine lining. And the reason why I'm so huge on having you track your ovulation is because if I wasn't tracking my ovulation, I would have thought that that was a period because it looked very similar to a period. It was a little bit lighter than usual or wasn't maybe, it didn't have the same feeling. I know my body so well. Obviously, I know so much about this, so I knew immediately, but for a lot of people, if you aren't tracking your ovulation and you're just tracking your hormone health by you getting a period every month or you bleeding every month, that is not an accurate depiction because if I was not tracking ovulation, I would think that I got my period on day like 25 or whenever that it came and think like, okay, cool. Everything's great. Let's keep it moving. And the problem with that is if I didn't think there was an issue, then I would continue doing what I was doing and then I would continue continually have an anovulatory cycles and further dig myself into this hole. That is why tracking ovulation is so important. So I'm going to kind of all over the place, but I hope you're sticking with me. So the reason, so this happened, right? And I knew it happened because I saw that there was not a spike. I had a breakthrough bleed. And what this means is when you have an anovulatory cycle, a cycle that does not have ovulation, you don't have a luteal phase and you don't produce progesterone. So instead, you only have a long follicular phase and you have estrogen present because you were building up that estrogen and then eventually that break, that breakthrough bleed happens, okay? So that is what is actually going on if you have an anovulatory cycle. Now, I want to talk to you about the reasons why this is happening in my body because when anything like this happens, and this could be applied to anything in your life because I did this activity that I'm going to talk to you about in a second with other things that were happening in my life that were not even health related. But when something happens where you think like, oh, it's a failure or this isn't working or oh, this unfavorable thing happened, I always write down, okay, what actually happened? Okay, the breakthrough bleed happened. I did not ovulate. Okay, what is the lesson in this because things are always happening for you, not to you. Things are always happening for you. So, okay, where is the lesson in this? Well, the lesson for me is that my health is my number one priority, so it needs to actually be put first. I need to start shifting my perspective because I have been overworking and overstressing my body and focusing too much on my business and not enough on myself. And I take care of myself so well. Like I'm still doing so many things. I meditate. every Every single day. I have three meals a day. I'm moving my body. I'm going for walks. I'm doing gratitude. I'm doing all these things. However, I also do have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which means that my body is way sensitive to things more so than other people's. And I sometimes forget about that because I've had PCOS under control, not even under control. I've been thriving with PCOS for so long that sometimes I forget that I have to be more diligent about things and more disciplined about things than. maybe someone else who doesn't have it. And when I get into this state where I'm really focused on the business, because honestly, I love it. I love being here and supporting you. I love supporting my clients. I'm obsessed with what I do, but there comes a time where like this, which was a wake up call and a lesson for me, where I have to shift my perspective. And yes, of course, focus on the business and all the growth. And there's so much happening behind the scenes right now. and so many things coming that obviously will fill you in on, but I have to shift my perspective to my health first, because I always say that my health is my number one priority, and for the last couple of months, I've been giving lip service to that, because I haven't fully been prioritizing myself as much as I desire to, and clearly as much as my body needs me to. So here are the reasons why this happened to me in my body, because I know my body really well, so I know exactly why I didn't ovulate, and I wouldn't have really taken the time to stop and th- think about it unless it happened, right? So if things were just going on and on, I didn't even know I wasn't ovulating, I wouldn't have this time to stop and reflect, which is what I think is really, really important. So my lesson was, okay, health and my number and priority. I need to shift my pers- perspective, but let's also think about why was this happening? For me, it's that I was overstressing my body for the following reason. Number one is that I am going through a gut healing journey right now, and I will link this podcast episode below too if you didn't um, check this po- episode out. I recently got a stool test done because I noticed I was getting some rashes on my body and I have a parasite and some candida that I'm currently healing, and I have, I'm taking a ton of herbs and all these things. I was already doing everything nutritionally that I would need to do to heal it, which is why it wasn't really showing up in a huge way for me to know that it was going on, but I don't wait for things to hit the fan, I noticed there were rashes. So I got it taken under control right away, but I am still healing my gut. And honestly, I started this about two months ago, this gut healing for this parasite and this candida. And last month, I really did not think I was going to ovulate because I knew I was like, okay, I'm starting this gut healing journey. I'm starting all these protocols. I'm killing off candida. I'm killing off a parasite. My body is going to think, okay, this is not really a great time to get pregnant. So it's going to turn off my ovulation. So I was really surprised last month when I actually did get ovulate and get a period. So this month I'm like, okay, maybe my body was just catching up. And I know that's part of the puzzle. The other part of it, because again, it's never just one thing. It's always, usually a multitude of things. So that was number one thing. Number two is I was going to bed too late. I was going to bed in the 11 o'clock hour, after 11 o'clock hour. And for me, and you know, I talk about this a lot on this podcast, sleeping is so important. And I was still getting eight hours of sleep, but I was starting my sleeping patterns later than 11 o'clock. And the reason why this is so crucial is because our bodies are on a clock. Our organs, our digestive system, our liver, everything is on o'clock, and it rejuvenates and replenishes at certain times throughout the night. So if you aren't sleeping before that 11 o'clock hour, you're going to miss some of the liver cleansing out, some of these things that are happening within our body, and it messes up your circadian rhythms, and it does affect your hormones, especially for someone like me who has PCOS, where it really negatively affects my insulin levels, which then affects my blood sugar, which is like a domino effect when your blood sugar is out of whack with your hormones. So I was going to bed too late, I'm on the gut healing journey. I also was realizing that I was skipping an afternoon snack that I normally have. So for me, what works best for my body is I have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and I normally have a snack in between lunch and dinner because I personally can't go more than about four or five hours max in between meals because my blood sugar will tank. So I was not prioritizing making my afternoon smoothie like I normally do and have it prepped. And instead, I was working. I was working through it. I was At one point, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's too late for the smoothie now. Now, I'm having dinner and there was way too much time in between my meals, which tanked my blood sugar. And like I just said, dysregulated blood sugar is one of the major root causes of hormonal imbalances. And it is something that for PCOS, insulin resistance is a huge root cause. And when our cortisol levels are messed up from overstressing, which I'm going to talk about in a second, and your blood sugar is messed up, it's a domino effect. When those two things are out of whack, it causes everything else to get out of balance. So that is what was happening for me. And then the last thing was I started going back to bar, which is an amazing workout. I mean, I've been doing bar for years, but I took off a couple of months and I was really just doing hot yoga and some mat Pilates at home, like shorter workouts. And I started going back to bar and that's about a 60 minute workout. I was doing it a couple times a week on top of all the other workouts that I was doing. And here's the problem with this. Not a problem with bar. I love bar. The problem was I was adding more stress onto my body because working out is a stress on your body. I was adding more stress onto my body and not enough recovery. I wasn't increasing the amount I was eating and I increased my exercise, which means I should have increased what I was eating. And like I said, I was going to bed too late and I wasn't prioritizing my blood sugar. So all of this stress adds up because it's on top of you know stress of the business, stress of planning a wedding and and listen, it's good stress. It's stress that I love. it's, it's busy, not busyness. it's productivity that I love doing. I love everything that I'm doing, but it is stress on the body. And all of these things add up. And there's only so much stress our body can take until something has to give. And for me, what had to give was ovulation because my body was like, well, there's too much going on. We're killing off candida and a parasite. You started working out more and you're not eating enough for it. You're skipping some meals. You're going to bed too late. Like This has got to stop because we need to let you know that you can't continue down this path because if you do, you're going to burn out. And that is what our body is always trying to prevent. It gives us these little... Little clues here and there, these little bre- breadcrumbs for us to follow and to actually make some changes. And again, if I didn't know that this happened, if I wasn't tracking my ovulation, I would continue down this path and eventually burn out and feel like shit and have no energy and have all of these problems that so many women struggle with because they don't hear the whispers that our body is trying to give us. So again, I want this to be a wake-up call for you to, first of all, be sure to track your ovulation. Go back to episode 1. 23. If you're unsure how to track your cervical mucus patterns and your um, basal body temperature to make sure that you are ovulating. And I also want you to really look at your life and instead maybe you're hyper focusing on what you're eating or even how you're exercising without looking at the entire picture of what can really affect your hormones because stress is probably the number one thing that can cause or that does cause your hormones to go out of balance. And it really is something that a lot of people have trouble with shifting in their life because it means they have to change how they're actually living their life instead of just changing what what they're eating, which that has its challenges as well. And I'm not saying that you could just eat whatever. Of course, that's not what I'm talking about, but this is a huge, huge piece to the puzzle. Okay, so after I recorded this episode, I decided that this month's free masterclass is actually going to be a lot about what we are talking about in today's episode. It is called Your Fertile Window Tracking the Physical Signs of Ovulation because I get a lot of questions about this, and I think this is a really, really important topic. And yes, there is a podcast episode on this, episode 123. However, I'm going to be diving a lot deeper into it in this masterclass because I've recently gotten so many more questions. that I really want to be able to answer for you, and we're going to be doing it in this masterclass. So if you are someone who you're maybe looking to even get pregnant within the next five to six months, and you want to start being aware of your fertile markers, or you just actually want to understand when you're fertile and when you're not, because spoiler alert, spoiler alert you are only fertile for up to five to six days out of the month, or maybe you just want to know what phase you're in and when, and tracking ovulation is an amazing way to do that. And you're just ready to be able to do all of this yourself, and and use your physical ovulation signs to know what's actually going on. That is exactly what we're diving into into this masterclass. I'm going to be covering the two major ways to track your ovulation with your cervical fluid, cervical fluid, and your basal body temperature. But we're getting into the nitty-gritties of basal body temperature, what to look out for to ensure ovulation occurred, the difference between your peak cervical mucus, your non-peak cervical mucus. It's going to be amazing. Of course, there's going to be time for Q and A, so I'm really excited about it. It's going to be on Friday. March 25th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But it is held in a Facebook group. So if you can't make it live, the replay is always available immediately after. And it's held in a Facebook group, the same exact one that was last month, last month's free masterclass was in, the Your Power Within masterclass. It's just held in my Crane Angelica Wellness Facebook group. So If you're already a part of it, you don't need to rejoin. You're already in there. It will be there for you. But if you aren't a part of this Facebook group yet and you want to join, you want to get this free masterclass, the link will be below. It's completely free. If you want a friend to join with you, send this link to them and you can have a little fertile window party together. I'm so excited to connect deeper with you and really share more information about this because it's clearly what you all have been asking for. So I'm super pumped about it. The link is in the show notes. If you have any questions, shoot me a message on Instagram at Corinna. Angelica and I will see you there. So, what I want to do now is go into what actually are the causes of anovulatory cycles and some signs of it, so then you could figure this out in your body. So, some we're going to talk about six causes of an anovulatory cycle, and again, I talked about what it was caused. um, how it happened in my body, the cause of it in my body. But again, I don't know you specifically. I'm not working with you specifically. So I want to give you some other causes to see so you can open your eyes about it and either work with someone if you know this isn't happening, if you know that you're not ovulating, or just look in your body and see what you think is actually going on. So number one cause is PCOS. Polycystic ovarian syndrome and ovulatory cycles are very, very common for people who have PCOS, which is why it's very important for me to always be very disciplined and on top of and very committed to everything that I do because I do have PCOS. And these small shifts that I wasn't doing caused me to not ovulate this month. And again, it's a huge wake-up call. So that is number one. Number two is if you're a teenager, whether you're a teenager listening to this or you have a teenager, sometimes when you are first getting your cycle those first couple of years, you will skip an ovulation here and there. And it can be normal if it's random, right? So that is something that could be potentially happening if you are a teenager. Number three is high prolactin levels. I could do a whole nother podcast episode on prolactin in general, but high prolactin levels can cause you to do not ovulate. And obviously you would have to get blood work done to know if your prolactin levels are higher. Um, A lot of people that I work with or that just message me on Instagram, they'll ask me questions of, okay, I'm breastfeeding right now and I still don't have a cycle. And the reason why you don't have a cycle when you're breastfeeding is because your prolactin levels are higher. So that is why that happens. Okay. So again, that's a very brief you know, just example on prolactin, but that is something that can cause anovulatory cycles. Number four is hypothalamic amenorrhea, which again, I did another podcast episode on this, and I'll link that below. But this ultimately is when your body stops ovulating because you are under eating and or overexercising. So that's another cause of anovulatory cycles number 5 is recovering from hormonal birth control. If you were recently on hormonal birth control and you stopped it, maybe you didn't prepare your body to stop it, maybe you just stopped because you heard all the negative side effects but you didn't actually put in some of the nutrition, supplemental and lifestyle changes to actually support yourself when coming off or even if you did, it still sometimes takes people months and months to get a period back cuz you're recovering from all of the negative side effects of being on birth control. That's another cause of an anovulatory an cycle. And number 6 is kind of goes with number five is if you're on the progestin only birth control, whether that's the implant and the hormonal IUD, this also can cause an ovulatory cycles. So again, I just wanted to give you some a range of things that could be causing this. So you can either be like, oh, this is definitely what it is for me. Or, oh, I actually have no idea, but I know I'm not ovulating. So I know I need to search deeper, whether that's going to a functional medicine doctor, talking to your gynecologist, reaching out to me or somebody else that you trust, whoever it is. I want you to really look into this if this is something that's happening for you because ovulation is so freaking important whether you want to get pregnant or not and I talk about this in that tracking ovulation episode so you can go listen to that because I won't go into that whole tangent right now if you've been here for a while you already know how important it is okay so those are the causes now some of the signs of an an ovulatory cycle is number one if your cycle is shorter than 21 days meaning the day you get your period and then until the day you get it again, the day before you get it again, is 21 days. A cycle shorter than 21 days is almost always an an anovulatory cycle. Number two is a cycle longer than 45 days because it's impossible for you to have a luteal phase longer than 16 days. If If your luteal phase is longer than 16 days, you are pregnant, okay? Or you did not ovulate and you don't actually have a luteal phase. If you are ovulating, If you see that you that you ovulated, you confirmed ovulation. Then your luteal phase cannot be longer than 16 days. If it is, then you are pregnant. Okay. If again, if you ovulated, if your cycle, if your luteal phase is longer than 16 days and you're not pregnant, then you probably didn't have a luteal phase and you didn't ovulate. Because if your cycle is longer than 45 days, you most likely did not ovulate. Okay. Number three is a bleed that lasts more than seven days. A regular period, the actual time that you're bleeding is on average three to seven days. If you are noticing that you're bleeding for longer than seven days, this can be a sign that you didn't actually get a period and you didn't ovulate, but that you built up so much estrogen that now the estrogen is just shedding and it's shedding a lot and it's bleeding for more than seven days. So that again could be an anovulatory cycle because remember, like I talked about before, progesterone counterbalances estrogen. So if we don't have any progesterone present from not ovulating, then the estrogen buildup is just gonna be continuing, and it's going to cause really, really heavy periods, long periods, painful periods, things like that, which is not actually even a real period. It's just a breakthrough bleed. And with an anovulatory cycle, with an anovulatory bleed, the bleed of of an anovulatory cycle can be light. It can be normal. It can be heavy. That's why if you're not tracking ovulation and you see that you're bleeding and it looks like a regular period, you might think everything is fine when it's actually not. I'm actually working one of my one-on-one clients right now. We just finally discovered by tracking her BBT that she is not ovulating. And this whole time, she thought for months and months that she was before we started working together because she's like, I get my period every blank day, whatever day. I think she said every 26 days. And that's not her actual period because she's not ovulating. It's just a withdrawal bleed. So or uh, sorry, a breakthrough bleed. Okay, so that is um, number three sign. And number four is how I figured it out, is a cycle with no sustained temperature rise. If you're taking your basal body temperature and you see that there is no rise for at least three consecutive days, then you did not ovulate. So the moral of this story is, I, to to check your ovulation, to track your ovulation, to make sure that you're ovulating. And if you're not, really ask yourself, okay, what is the lesson in this? What can I learn? What can am I doing in my life that is not supporting my body and not from a shame or guilt perspective, simply from, okay, I need to make some changes to support myself. So whenever this happens, again, whether it's something that happens in your body, in your relationship, with your family, in your career, you write out what happened, like just the facts of what actually happened. Okay, breakthrough bleed, no ovulation what is the lesson What is your lesson in this? For me, I already told you what my lesson was. My health is my number one priority, but I have to actually shift my perspective and I'm overworking and overstressing. That is my lesson. So my lesson is I need to prioritize myself more and then ask yourself, okay, what are your action steps? Because you know what happened. You now have the lesson. What are you actually going to do to support yourself so this does not happen again? Because my fiance, Chris, and I were getting married on June 26th of 2022. I'm so excited. And we are planning to have a family shortly after that or to start trying, you know, that whole process. So now I'm like, okay, great timing. I have been ovulating regularly for so long. Now, a couple months out of the wedding, I'm not. And I know that it's so important, even if you don't want to get pregnant, but especially since that's on our mind in the near future, I'm like, okay, I really have to get myself in check right now. So the action steps that I will be taking is I'm going to be meal prepping again. I'm meal prepping, making sure I have my afternoon smoothie so I don't skip that snack. I'm having dinner by 630 the Absolute latest so that I get to bed earlier. Because if I eat dinner later, that's what causes me to go to bed later. I am implementing some more strict phone boundaries where I'm not going on after 8 p.m. I'm having 24 hours off, whether that's a weekend day or a day in the week, whatever it is, just 24 hours off of social media. And then the fourth thing is uninterrupted work hours and off hours. Um, really just structuring that. Like this is when I'm working. This is when I'm not working. So. I hope that this was helpful for you. I really wanted to pull back the curtains and just get super honest with you and authentic with you and let you know that this stuff happens. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about and that I can't help people and that I don't know. I'm not an expert. It doesn't mean any of those things. It simply means that our body is responding to the environment that we are putting it in. And this is the perfect example of it. And what's amazing about that is, yes, it could be triggering to know that like, okay, I'm the cause of this. Like I did this to myself. So now I have to actually, you know, like swallow that pill. But then on the upside of it it's like, okay, but I'm the one that gets to change it now. I'm the one, the only one that can actually implement things that's going to help me, which is so empowering to know that You have all of that power within you. You don't need to rely on medication. Sometimes, of course, you do. I'm not saying to stop medication if you're taking it. There's always a time and place, but we have so much power. And the things that we do have a direct effect on our hormone levels. And this was a perfect example of it that I wanted to share with you. So if you like this episode, if you like hearing about my personal stories, if you feel like you connected with it in some way, I would love for you to let me know. Come tag me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica. so grateful for you thank you again for being on this journey with me for sharing this podcast for writing reviews for all of your support it means the world to me i hope you have an amazing day and i'll chat with you soon thank you so much for being here if you loved this episode and learned something valuable please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so i could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.